She scanned the kitchen as a shudder raced over her skin. Was everything the same here, or had someone invaded this room also? Her gut told her something was off. She'd trusted her gut to keep her alive before. Her cell phone beeped. Marty. Savannah's heart sank. She had intended to call Marty earlier, but hadn't. She wasn't prepared to answer her friend's questions, to hear the ache in her voice from both the loss of Senor Lopez and his summons of Savannah instead of her during his final moments. Marty was sensitive and might feel hurt when she found out. Savannah paused and forced some light into her voice as she answered. Hey, Marty, what's going on? Savannah, is it okay if I come over for a few minutes? I really need to talk to you. Her voice came out high-pitched, her words colliding into each other. Of course. Good, because I just pulled up in your driveway. Moments later, the screen door at the front of the house screeched open. Funny how Savannah used to like that noise. It reminded her of summers at her grandmother's place. But after last night, when Lucia had tumbled through her front door in panic and pain, she knew the sound would haunt her. Tall, lanky Marty rushed into the house. She always seemed to be going a hundred miles a minute. If it weren't for the red streaks in Marty's otherwise black hair, her nose ring, and slightly crooked teeth, she could have been a model. Instead, she'd chosen a life of service by starting a non-profit for Eastern Shore migrant workers. She called it La Tierra Prometida, Spanish for The Promised Land. Hey, sweetie, how are you? Savannah kissed her friend's cheek, which was wet with tears. Marty's eyes were red. She'd always been prone to highs and lows, but Savannah knew the cause of today's sadness. The migrant workers were like family to Marty. They were her reason for living. I've been better. Marty wiped her cheeks with the back of her hand before laughing self-consciously and sniffling. Can I have some coffee? Of course. Let me fix some. Savannah led her to the kitchen table and busied herself making coffee, grateful for the chance to look away. I heard Senor Lopez asked for you last night before he passed. Why? Savannah paused and pressed her palms against the chipped countertop. I have no idea why he asked for me instead of you, she said without looking up. I've asked myself that same question. She turned around. I'm sorry, Marty. Marty shrugged, but her lips were pulled down in a frown. Don't apologize. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm glad you were there for them. Savannah wiped her hands on a dish towel, trying to choose her next words carefully. The last thing she wanted was to hurt her friend any further. How's the family doing today? Okay, I guess. We're planning the wake. I know Senor Lopez had been getting thinner, frailer lately, but I didn't know he had cancer. Did he? Savannah thought. Yes, of course, Senor Lopez had had cancer. Dr. Lawson had been treating him for it. Didn't he once work on a tobacco farm? Savannah asked. At least Landon didn't grow the tobacco. Marty scowled and plucked a crumb off the table. Savannah grabbed a mug and filled it with the steaming coffee. Marty and Landon had never seen eye to eye. Since Landon employed most of the migrant workers in the area, he was prone to be the target of Marty's criticism. 
It wasn't a secret that many of the migrant workers lived in less than desirable conditions. They provided cheap labor, which helped the farms turn a profit. The scenario wasn't perfect, but it was what it was. At least Landon did more than most, paying eight dollars an hour plus a bonus for every basket of produce collected. Savannah placed the coffee before Marty, then grabbed a mug for herself. Marty eyed her dubiously. I thought you hated coffee. You're so confusing sometimes, my friend. For the same reason I leave my doors unlocked and play golf even though I hate it, Savannah thought. She didn't share, though. No one, not even...